What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Welcome into Franchise Player, a Friday edition, March 31st, 2023 edition of Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Old Miss Spirit and Inside the Rebels. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, Ben on Twitter, and he's David Johnson. Hey, buddy, what's up? What's up, man? At Rebels247 on Twitter. Yep. Just want to throw that in. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Um, but, you know, it's been an interesting week. Um, we got to see the Rebels practice twice. You even came out. I was excited to see you there. Um, and, you know, we're starting to realize, I think, at this point in spring ball, that you know, definitive answers aren't coming, Ben. And, and, you know, that's that feels so wrong to say, but, I mean, I've watched every practice. I, I really can't get my hands on anything. Maybe, maybe you have a different take. No, not really, because if it were just objectively about how they're performing in practice, man, I'm on a Walker Howard high right now, David. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Walker Howard is uh, – I mean, he is the future. And the question is, when does that future arrive? He's right. still taking third team reps, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly why, because Spencer Sanders is his, his shoulders, not right. Um, he's, uh, he's not throwing as much as the other two guys. You're not seeing any long balls really from, from Spencer Sanders. He's got some, some healing to do. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, the kid can run. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all three can run. Um, but, you know, from an arm standpoint, and look, this is not an indictment on Jackson Dart because to me, to my eyes, Dart is much better than he was at the end of last year. Uh, he's got a stronger arm. He's, he's more accurate. He's more certainly confident. more comfortable. Yeah, more confident and comfortable. But you know, I mean, I mean, your eye is attracted to the new. And the new right now is Walker Howard's got a laser, okay? He is uh, he has been outstanding. And uh, I, I could say this much, there's no quarterback issue at Ole Miss. While there may be a quote-unquote battle, there's not an issue. There, there are three very capable quarterbacks on this roster. 
It's the best quarterback situation Ole Miss football's ever had. I believe it, 100%. Now, there's not an Eli Manning out there. Could be, could be in Walker Howard, but top to bottom, yeah, the quarterback's room has never been in this great a shape. I think it was – I don't know. We were standing there watching team stuff on Tuesday, and I overheard – I can't remember who said it, but somebody went when Walker Howard was running the um, team drills with the offense. Oh, he looks like a Manning. And I was like, hey, you know what? You can't unsee that. Yeah, kind of. A little bit. Yeah, he does. He does. His his persona, like at the press conference, so even-keeled. This kid's not going to get too high. He's not going to get too low. Um, you know, I think what we're finding out is Ole Miss's biggest – portal acquisition over the offseason, and we may not see the dividends of it this year, was Walker Howard. I think you're going to see it this year at some point. Ooh, quite a prediction. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling on this Friday, feeling loosey-goosey. Well, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised, but I, I got to tell you, though, I think Jackson Dart has done everything you would hope he would be capable of doing at this point of his career in spring ball. I've been, I've been pleased with Jackson. The Spencer Sanders stuff is just weird. It kind of is because, uh, you know, you really figure out why Ole Miss got him, right? I mean, you know, maybe other places were skittish about the shoulder. Ole Miss took him and, and, and he's here. Um, but you know, at this stage, you know, if you're just judging by practice to practice, Sanders is not even in the quarterback competition because he's not throwing. Yeah. He's just not throwing. It's shorter intermediate when it's not shorter intermediate, he's coming out. That's right. That's right. Now he's learning the offense. He's handing the ball off. He's running plays, but, uh, he's not being asked to throw deep. If this is a true quarterback competition, he is on the sidelines of it right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and look, he told us last week, "Hey, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Uh, maybe when he gets there, he's going to be a force in fall camp. We don't know, but um, you know, just judging off the empirical evidence we've seen thus far, it, it's Jackson Dart, then Walker Howard, and then way back is Spencer Sanders." Yeah, because just not throwing. And that's the interesting thing about the fall, because I think all three are going to be here in August because we're not going to find out. And we, we didn't expect to, but we're not going to find out who the quarterback is after spring football. So going into the fall, it's going to be the same situation, but you assume that Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders, they're going to kind of rotate. They're going to go both get equal snaps. One's going to start. Maybe the other one gets a start too, just like Luke Altmyer and Jackson Dart last year to start the year. But if they lose some games, that's what I'm talking about with Walker Howard. They start losing some games. They lose at Alabama, at Georgia. Maybe you lose to LSU is going to be tough. Texas A&M is going to be better. Maybe you lose to Texas A&M. Things could happen. I think you turn to Walker Howard quickly. Well, if, or if you do, I mean, Dart, I don't think Dart's leaving for the NFL after the 23 season. No. So, I, I mean, you may be right, but, um, you know, we'll see. Spencer Sanders will go out there tomorrow and drop a couple of 60-yard dimes and will be exactly wrong, but uh, I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, and look, Walker Howard's already been dropping those 60-yard bombs. Woo, man. I'm telling you, and that's the thing that excites you. That 
And man, his zip across the middle on crossing routes. Oh man, he, he's he's got a laser arm. He's got a better arm right now than even Chad Kelly had. I, I would say that. I would agree with that. And Chad Kelly had the biggest arm until Matt Corral got here. Walker Howard may have the biggest of them all. I would agree. Well, one thing we know about Lane Kiffin, he's going to play the hot hand. And, uh, you know, that gives all three of them a viable opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I still think game one, if I had to be, pick an odds-on favorite to be the starter, it'll be Jackson Dart. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, you got Tulane in game two, and you can't go around, you know, Putin around for that contest because Tulane's a formidable opponent. And, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. Dart will start against Mercer. I could see all three playing. And then, uh, you know, unless Dart goes out there and throws four pegs, and he's not against Mercer. He's going to start against Tulane. Whoever starts, how quick is the hook to the next guy? I don't know. I, I think it's it, it would be a little bit by osmosis. I mean, you know, Ole Miss has got to play Alabama early on, LSU early on. Um, you know, if this is a 500 team, six games into the season, you may see some movement. So whoever wins this and gets to start on game one, you think he's going to get a pretty good little leash here? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I would say at this point, it's going to be Jackson Dart. But that's just a guess. It's an educated guess, but a guess. Yeah, and it's based off of spring, and a lot's got to happen between now and the fall. Spencer Sanders has got to get healthy. But if Walker Howard keeps balling out, man, you watch that every day in practice and not go, you know what? This might be it. Well, I, I mean, just taking a guess, how many yards does Walker Howard throw for in the 23 season? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Think he gets 1,000? Well, that's the math I was doing in my head. I was saying, okay, if he gets two starts and throws for 300 apiece, we're at 600, but does he get a third and a fourth start? I don't know. Right now, I would say under 1,000. But okay. the fact that he's made it difficult so far, and I've only seen one spring practice, but the fact that he's made it difficult so far – to project that, I think, is a testament to how good he's been this spring. Uh, look, and, and again, this is no indictment on Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart has looked swell. If you had Jackson Dart in an average quarterback room behind him, you'd feel pretty good. But you don't. You've got a super quarterback room. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, biggest surprise for me thus far is Walker Howard. Mm -hmm. I mean, the kid is incredible. That's why we spent 10 minutes talking about him. Um, he's exactly what Ole Miss needs. He's cool, calm, collected. Um, and uh, he's got a laser on his shoulder. And as far as Jackson Dart goes, probably a good guy for Walker to, to be an understudy to. But, Ben, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I'm projecting here, but how do you keep Walker Howard off the field in 2024? Because he's thinking he's going to be the quarterback in 2024, regardless of this year. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if Jackson Dart makes the decision to leave early and go into the NFL draft, it would be a mistake. I think Unless he has an absolutely dynamic season next year, which then, yes, go. That's what they want. 
how realistic that is, I, I don't, I don't know. It's not going to happen then, but that's okay. Right. Um, you know, it, it's a, uh, it, it's interesting. And then, you know, let's talk a little bit about Quinshawn Judkins. Look, man, he has looked as shiny as you would hope for him to look professional, if you will. Um, we're supposed to get him in the media room next week, next Thursday. Um, I'll be there. And, 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 and you know, I, I'm going to ask the question, you know, how much more pressure does his gigantic NIL deal put on him every Saturday to perform? I mean, it's there. It's real. Um, you know, and, and, and it's not something that you can basically ignore. You can't ignore it. I mean, once money gets involved, people's hard-earned money, they expect a return on that investment. That's the dynamic of, of the new day and age in college football. And if you don't acknowledge that reality, both as a player, as a media person, as a coach, you're just denying it. He looks like a million bucks, too. Like, when you walk out there, you want your oh, highest-paid NIL guy to look the part, to look like – Yeah, he is. He's got great acceleration, man. That's – uh that's the thing that makes him so special. Good vision, great acceleration. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've been pleased with what I've seen from Quinshawn Judkins. Uh, the offensive line, it, it's, it's, a, it's a mess, okay? Jeremy James, Jaden Williams, they're not going through any contact in the spring. So, you know, essentially you've got Quincy McGee and Vic Kearney running first team offensive line that is not going to be how things shape up in the fall um not even when, remotely yeah when james and williams come back so it's um uh, you know john garrison's coaching them hard and um uh, you know but but it's not your starting five unit that that is on the field receivers i mean look I, i've been very impressed with brandon buckhalter Man, I have seen some great balls he's catching. Jalen Knox is showing up. J.J. Henry, Braylon Brown. There are pass catchers on the roster. Chris Marshall, um, you know, he got he got a little banged up at practice yesterday. Uh, he is, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not going to make any Michael Trigg-type predictions on anybody. Um, that's what I'm not going to do this spring. Because, uh, but I will say this. Michael Trigg, man, he's blocking his butt off. He's competing. He is competing hard. And uh, he's got to with Caden Prescorn now because Prescorn stood, stood. If there would be a second MVP portal acquisition behind Walker Howard, it's Caden Prescorn hands down. I think I'm a little surprised by how strong they've been at wide receiver this spring. J.J. Henry's done some good things, like you said, and – Raylan Brown looks the best physically of any. When I came out there, I thought he looked like the most improved physical player out there. He just looked like a million bucks. He looked like an NFL next level receiver. Um, but Chris Marshall, I was really impressed. Um, I, I guess I should have not been impressed. I should have expected it from a former five-star, the number three wide receiver in his class coming out of high school. But I was still impressed because he was really competing. Him and Zamari Walton went at it. He, he's good at contested catches. He made a handful of them in seven-on-seven. Uh, he's got some real explosion to him. I think they've got a lot of options, some depth of options, because on Tuesday, Jordan Watkins goes down with a hamstring, something or other, another wide receiver, another wide receiver. And yet, unlike last year when they were having to basically just 
comb the depths of the roster to come up with guys to play. They have real depth of options. And I guess I should have known that because they did hit it hard in the portal. But I think it's more than that. J.J. Henry is is showing he can play a little bit. Now, he's we've seen this before in the spring with him, Braylon Brown, Brandon Buckhalter, not so much. But we've seen it before, flashes of it. So carrying it over and actually getting into the rotation, that's a completely different conversation altogether. But I'm with you on Brandon Buckhalter. I think the most impressive thing I thought with him, he and Walker Howard have some good chemistry together. And that's they no do. accident. They're running with the threes, but, like, they connect all the time. Yep, and Buckhalter has been uh, shining. And, uh, you know, speaking of wide receivers, J.J. Harrell shows up on a visit yesterday, which is huge. He's the four-star out of North Panola High School, Sardis, Mississippi. He lives about 10 minutes from Oxford. Committed to Tennessee early March. He's at the Ole Miss practice yesterday with his high school coach. I talked to him afterwards. I'll just say this. And J.J. said, my commitment to Tennessee is, I think he said, smooth. Everything's good. I love Tennessee. I've never mm-hmm. heard smooth. That That's non-committal, yeah. but also, you know. And, you know, on the surface, look, he uh, he did say my recruitment is over. I just like to go to other schools to see what they have to offer. So it was kind of an oxymoronic quote slash interview. But I'll tell you this. The Ole Miss coaching staff does not think J.J. Harrell's recruitment is over. I do not think J.J. Harrell's recruitment is over. And I think if you made J.J. give you an honest answer, he would tell you his recruitment is not over. Um, I I personally think at the end, Ole Miss is going to swoop in and get him away from Tennessee. But that that was great to see J.J. there. And he was willing to talk about it, uh, which, you know, a lot of times these guys who have made their commitment somewhere, they don't want to talk. They don't want to expound upon their visits elsewhere, but he did. And he did say he could definitely see himself playing in Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss offense. And I'll tell you this, the kid has knowledge about the history of Ole Miss wide receivers. Dating back to Dante Moncrief, he about named every one of them. So he's done his homework. Smart kid, good kid, um, was in Oxford on Thursday. So, you know, watch watch the recruitment of J.J. Harrell. But from Sardis, Mississippi, North Panola, will the curse of K.J. Jefferson extend to J.J. Harrell? Oh, my God. You know, that is uh, that, that's, that's nasty to pull up, but it's so true. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I say it in, in jest, but when it comes to the recruitment of prospects and if a, a big-time prospect from a local school, from an in-state school, gets slighted or feel like they were slighted, that has a, a fallout effect to where a relationship or how a school is viewed, maybe at one point viewed highly, it gets soured you know, by the coaches and the uh, players coming from behind him that saw how he dealt with that. And, and to think that that's not – part of this thing that Ole Miss maybe, you know, has lost a little bit of his foothold in and around Panola. No, I think you're exactly right. Uh, you know, the, the whole KJ Jefferson thing, we know he, he, he would have crawled to Oxford from Sardis to play for the rebels. Um, it didn't work out that way because Matt Luke and Phil Longo picked another quarterback by the name of Matt Corral. Um, and I don't they think chose well. Yeah, yeah, all, all went well. 
So, but that does have recruiting ramifications. Yeah, and Ole Miss did offer him at the tail end. I, you know, as I understand it, Matt Luke made Phil Longo, sat Phil Longo down, and said, "Offer this kid now." But it was way too late. Way too late. Arkansas and Chad Morris had gotten in there. You know, I then, forgot that Chad Morris was the head coach. Oh yeah, he recruited him. He definitely did. And then, uh, come on, you know, he's like an OC at, in high school in Texas now. Yeah, and even at South Panola. Ole Miss has been late on offering a couple of kids, I think. One in particular, linebacker Juju Pope. Um, Alabama's offered him. Um, Nick Saban went over there, talked to him, looked at him, and offered him. And um, I think Ole Miss is telling him, hey, we want you to come see us, and uh, we're going to look at you when you get here. Man, this and, is the perfect time to do a recruit check after, we, after you finish your thought here because I've got, I've got yeah. some things to throw at you. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. Juju Pope will end up with an Ole Miss offer. Why they're waiting, I, I don't know. It's time for a long overdue recruit check. Bring it on. Recruit check. It is on. Check it out. I'm looking at the top 20 prospects in Mississippi, David. I'm just going to go through each and every one of them. And I want you to give me a quick, maybe you can do a one through 10 and 10 being they're coming to Ole Miss, it's happening, where Ole Miss stands with them, however you want to do it, Okay. Okay. Cam Franklin, five-star defensive lineman. Four. Ooh. It's just because Franklin is a national recruit. And um, at the end of the end of the day, your NIO money is going to have to be better than what Alabama or Georgia or whoever's offering. Who do you think are the biggest contending schools with Ole Miss? Who wants to pay attention to as far as competition? Texas A&M. Okay. I don't think there's any doubt. Texas A&M. Camp's been out there a couple of times, and uh, I think it's A&M. In the end, do you think Ole Miss gets him? That's like my guy for 2024. Because I'm looking at their defensive line in spring football, and we said this. You and I were standing there watching them together. Xavier Harris is playing defensive tackle. I think he's yeah. going to be a perfectly solid defensive tackle. He's a monster of a man. However, and you've said it before, we've talked about this, um, coming out of high school, most college coaches were saying, yeah, we're going to start him at defensive line, but he's going to be a left tackle in the NFL. I can tell you hands down, <clears throat> Ole Miss thinks he's a $100 million left tackle. Um, he's got the feet, the nimbleness, the athleticism to be Laramie Tunsil. But – Whoa, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, 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 he, he does. He could potentially – be a Laramie Tunsil type offensive lineman, in my opinion. But here's the deal: right now, he's JJ Peaky's backup. There's I saw them running. There. I saw them running together with the first team, him and JJ beside each other. Yeah, they were. He'll back up either one of the guys on the interior. But you know, you've got two outstanding. They were freshmen, now sophomore tackles in Jaden Williams and Michael Pattis. So you know, it, it's really the question of. You know, where can Xavier Harris help them the most? And right now it's defensive line depth. It truly is. Um, I know, man, but I think Mike Pettis would be a great next-level guard. Well, maybe so, but, you know, and John Garrison's got to figure everything out. Probably have to put Randall Joyner in a headlock to, to move <laughs> Harris. But, you know. Because we'll, the defensive line does not have depth of options. You and I were talking about that on, at yeah. practice on Tuesday. Come May, when that two-week window opens in the portal, defensive tackle needs to be addressed again. They need at least one more. 
they do and 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 probably an edge guy you know Cedric Johnson is not out there this spring and he won't play in the Grove Bowl as he is uh, recuperating from off-season surgery so uh, you know, it, yeah, you lose That's just a lot to put on him too, man. Because they 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 need him to be good, yes. But come on, it just can't be just him. Yeah, you know, you lose Tavius and you lose Katie Hill, and um, people. I, I I will say this: I think Ole Miss is going to miss Katie Hill more than anyone is anticipating. Hmm. Because he was yes, he was a role player, but he did his role well. Terrence Hibbler, four-star defensive tackle. Yeah, Terrence was here yesterday, and um, you know, I, I witnessed a a, a long and um, kind of interesting conversation between he and Pete Golding. Um, I think Terrence has some real interest in Ole Miss, um, so I, I'd, I'd I'd rate Terrence as a five right now on a one to ten. Oh, that's high for right now. That's good. Yeah, I think it is. JJ Harrell, seven. I think JJ's going to eventually flip to Ole Miss. Braylon Burnside, four. He's he's from Starkville, so uh, you got to overcome that. The biggest contenders for Braylon Burnside State and who Ole else? Miss. I think it, I think it'll boil down to State and Ole Miss. Okay, Jamonta Waller. Yeah, he is a recent five star by twenty four seven Sports and. Um, you know, he'll be up here, I think, on the 8th. But um, I'd have to put it at a 4 right now. I'd put it at a 4. I think he's an absolute stud. He is a stud, no doubt about it. Cam Beavers. Cam Beavers is the guy, along with Waller and Franklin, that Ole Miss salivates over. They want Cam Beavers. Um, personally, I think it's going to come down to Ole Miss and Alabama. Um, I'd put Ole Miss with Beavers. He'll be up here in a few days. Um, I'd put it at a, at a six. See, and I feel I think best that, about him right now. Well, be careful because Alabama is a factor. And um, there are some good Ole Miss people around him. But um, I, I just The coast much, can get tricky. I don't know how much influence they have. Mm-hmm. He's ranked as the number 107 overall prospect according to own threes. So, I mean, Cam Beavers, he's a stud. Uh, Jeffrey Rush is committed to Ole Miss, so we feel good about that one. Uh, that that I don't feel is going to be without drama, though. I mean, he's going to still be pursued. But the fact that Ole Miss has got him committed, they can honestly build this entire defensive line class out of Mississippi. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. There are a dozen SEC caliber defensive linemen in the state this year. Hi, this is Kevin Kessinger, former Ole Miss baseball player, son of Ole Miss Hall of Famer Don Kessinger, and dad to Ole Miss All-American shortstop Greg Kessinger, and your local community banker with BNA Bank. BNA Bank has invested 125 years in our communities, and we know the needs of North Mississippi businesses better than anyone. As a commercial lender with BNA Bank, my priority is Oxford, and I'd love to help you and your business with any lending needs. Visit www.bnabank.com to learn more. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
Ole Miss fans, the 2023 Ole Miss football season will be here before you know it. And season ticket renewals, it's time. They're due March 31st. Renew now by logging on to your account at OleMissTix.com. That's OleMissTix.com. Or by calling the Ole Miss ticket office at 662-915-7159. And excitement is building around Ole Miss basketball. And the Ole Miss ticket office is currently accepting new season ticket orders for men's and women's basketball. Current season ticket holders can renew starting July 1st. So go to OleMissTix.com. That's OleMissTix.com. Or call 662-915-7159. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Jimothy Lewis. Yeah. Um, he's been around a lot, but I haven't heard much lately. He's at IMG. And, and you know, I know Jimothy. Hell, I actually discovered Jimothy. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing Jimothy at a camp, texting Jake Thornton, telling him, hey, man, this kid's incredible. He's going to be at Ole Miss in a couple of days. Boom, Jake offered him when he showed up. I would say getting him back to Mississippi is going to be tough. And, uh you know, he's at IMG right now, and Ole Miss was his first offer. That means something to him, but everybody else, you know, is is on him and is they've offered him. And I I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, it's One hard. To ten. Probably a three. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's at, at IMG in Florida. And, and look, I think he started his first six games for IMG and then he got benched. So, and, and everybody goes, oh, IMG is incredible. Yeah, they, they've got a dozen or so blue chippers on their team every year. But, uh, you know, I, I think you need to start at IMG, right? And um, 
I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Jimothy. He put out a top 10 recently. Ole Miss was in it, um, but we'll see. Daniel Hill, athlete out of Meridian. Yeah, seven. I know Daniel. Uh, that's I was, That was for everyone else, David. I know you know. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Um, I'd, I'd put that at a five. Um, I'd watch, I'd watch uh, nearby Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, but I'd put it at a five. Narelle White is committed to Arkansas. How solid is that commit? I don't think it is. Um, Narelle White is a, is a Mississippi guy, and he's going to still listen to the Mississippi schools. It will not be Mississippi State. I can tell you that. Um, so he'll Why? listen to Ole Miss. He told me. Mm. Yeah. Flat out told me. Couldn't What's your number him? on him? Is it better than four for Cam Franklin? Despite yeah, I put, put Norell at five. Okay. Caden Daniels, running back out of West Point. Ole Miss has got an in-state commitment at running back, but Caden Daniels is a stud. Caden and Daniels, sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It depends on It depends on what happens with the roster. You know, um, I mean, I could see Ole Miss taking him. And, and possibly even getting him. But, um, you know, does Quinshawn Judkins stay? Does, you know, what, what, what all happens with the backfield? Uh, I think that's a factor. I, I'd say a four. Who's the running back? God, it's, I'm blanking so bad. The running back that was a four-star stud in-state guy, Ole Miss wanted him but didn't really go after him until late, goes to state and then ended up with the Packers. Start with a K. That's what this feels like. God. It kind of does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, can't remember his name. Good grief, Julius Pope. I love him. Um, that's the guy I was talking about earlier, Juju Pope. He, uh, Nick Saban was over there in January. Uh, had already watched his film, looked at him, offered him. Um, Finally, I, I back in what, South Panola, man, right? Yeah, and I, I don't know why Ole Miss hasn't offered him. I really that's don't. Crazy to me. I, I think it is too. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's a good kid. Uh, I've talked to him a couple of times and, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it guys. I really don't understand. Terrence Hibbler. One to two. Yeah. You know, Terrence was here yesterday, another big D lineman. Um, you know, Marcus Rogers is his head coach. Um, who is Marcus Rogers for people who don't know? Well, his son is the father of uh, a kid that signed with Miami and ended up at Mississippi State through the transfer portal. Um, forgive me, I forgive it. I forget his name, Jamarius or something of that nature. Um, but you know, Marcus was here yesterday. He brought Terrence up here. He also brought Donnell Robinson that Ole Miss offered yesterday um i would say say a four and understand my fives are coin tosses okay so four coin toss but you know a little bit probably leaning elsewhere you don't feel particularly confident about that all that many right now yeah but it's it's march man it's the last day of march it, it's hard to feel confident about kids that are mostly going to take this down to the wire i think and uh, NIL is involved. Do any of them make it to February as far as waiting? 
I could see Cam Franklin wait, uh, waiting to February. I could see uh, Jamonta Waller waiting to February. All right, let's do five stars. They can do that. Let's do quick hitter here to get through the last seven of the top 20. Caleb Moore, D lineman out of Hattiesburg, four star. Yeah. Um, three. PJ Woodland, three star, Oak Grove athlete. Four. Anthony Maddox, quarterback out of Oak Grove. Ole Miss has an zero. Yeah, zero. zero. Tristan Jernigan out of Tupelo. There's another Jernigan. Ole Miss previously had a Jernigan. Yeah, I'm going to give that a six. I yeah. like that. I think that's happening. Three-star linebacker, number 459 nationally, according to on three. Your guy, Isaiah Autry. Uh, I'll give that I'll give that an eight. Um, I'm, I'm very confident in that. Though I will say he was very intrigued by his weekend visit to Oklahoma. Um, you know, and, and his cousin, second, third cousin, is Marcus Dupree. He's going back for the Oklahoma spring game on the 29th, I think. And um, uh, Marcus is going with him. So, you know, but but I do think Isaiah is uh, is ultimately going to be bound for Ole Miss. Jeremy Scott, wide receiver out of Jackson Callaway. Well, he's already in. Yep, he's in. Who's talking? Well, I know that, but who's talking to him? Do you feel like that's going to stick? Do you think there's going to be some drama there? It'll, it'll stick. Ole Miss has a – a good solid pipeline at Callaway. Okay. What are you going to be looking for this Saturday in the spring or second spring scrimmage for all this football? Yeah. Again, my eyes are on the quarterbacks, right? I, I just want to see, uh, you know, and, and hopefully tomorrow is something that, that we can, we can get some statistics out of Chuck and I are going to set together up in the stands, help one another out, try to stat the scrimmage, um, you know, and, and, and just kind of go from there, you know, uh, that's uh, that's the biggest thing. I doubt if we see Quinshawn Judkins running the football a lot tomorrow. Uh, but we get to see Ulysses Bentley kind of cut loose. He's 100% healthy. He told us that on Thursday. And, uh, you know, that'll be fun to watch. Again, though, everything's taking place behind a very mismatched offensive line right now. Um, that's not going to be as good as it's going to be in the fall. So keep that in mind. Matt Jones, the reserve running backs, actually doing some pretty good things, though. Matt Jones is looking good. He really is. I hope he's not doing the Devin Thomas where he balls out in the spring and then does nothing in the fall, but, like, he's really doing some stuff out there. They got a knee behind Quinshawn. Yeah, he is is doing well. He he definitely is. I want to see – I want to see the two transfer linebackers in action, uh, Monty Montgomery and uh, – Gene Baptiste, um, you know, so far, I feel like what I've seen is their impact has kind of been nominal. Um, they, they haven't knocked Ashanti Sistrunk out of the way. So, um, you know, that's another position of need. I think uh, Pete Golding is 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 going to look for in the offseason in this next portal period. Uh, Jameer Lewis looking good i think he's looking looking fantastic out there so a little you know, thinner look, than i expected yeah it is thinner it is definitely thinner um but you know yeah looking forward to seeing those guys play as well as lane mentioned tuesday there's some depth concern in the secondary due to injuries and stuff like that um you know so i wouldn't expect the secondary to be a bright spot tomorrow you brought up how good the pass catchers have looked and they have, um, but 
they're, 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 they'll be they'll be right. They'll be right eventually. Ole Miss added 14 transfers in the offseason. Which of those 14 that are here have impressed you the most? Because for me, that is probably Walker Howard, and then Zamari Walton is right behind him. Zamari Walton's been good from jump. The cornerback. Yeah, yeah to me, it's, I would go one, two, three, Howard, Caden Priestcorn, and then Zamari Walton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zamari Walton, is, 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 is he's going to be a captain back there in the secondary. But the most competitive position right now, because both guys are playing well. I mean, Casey Kelly just got in the transfer portal. Caden Priestcorn and Michael Trigg are going hard. Good for Michael Trigg. Yeah, look, and, and Trigg's extra effort has been duly noted. He he is uh, he he is going hard. But I got to tell you, Caden Priestcorn, he's an NFL tight end, right? It's, yeah, he looks and, like. Man, look, I'm going to tell you, I, I saw him yesterday stretch the field and burn the wheels off a cornerback and uh, caught a touchdown pass. Um, Priestcorn, man, he's kind of a cross, but, well, I don't want to say a cross. He reminds me a little bit of Evan Ingram, only as a tight end is traditionally thought of, Priestcorn has more tools. And not that he's faster than Evan and can run better routes than Evan, but he's a big guy. He can knock your ass off the ball. He looks and, just uh, like the Cowboys have two tight ends on their roster right now. Dalton Schultz, they let walk. He goes to the Texans. Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. If you put Caden Priestcoin in that exact same room with them right now, let, let him go through practice, you would not be able to tell the difference. He no, he's, like to me. He, he's going to be a weapon. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um, again, I'm not worried about anybody catching footballs at Ole Miss. They've got enough receivers. They've got two potentially great tight ends in Michael Trigg and Caden Priestcorn. I mean, and you're going to see some double tight end sets from Ole Miss this year because they've got two real tight ends. And uh, that's going to make the offense a little more dynamic. Yeah, you'll have Caden Priestcorn on the line of scrimmage and Michael Trigg in the slot. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. We're going three. One, two, three. Let's go. Who won the league? All right, last thing. Almost had Pro Day uh, this week. Almost Pro Day. Um, I want to talk about who won the week. So my guy who won the week is Zach Evans. He needed to run well at Almost Pro Day. He's got top three round potential, and he ran a four four. Looked like he was healthy, and that was the biggest concern for him. Who for you won the week in Almost Sports this week? Tavius Robinson, uh, in regards to Pro Day. Tavius Robinson. I will make a wild prediction right now. Tavius Robinson has be the first rebel off the board. You made this prediction. He will be the first Ole Miss rebel off the board. Yep. Uh, Probably in the third round, but man, you look at his size. He did all the numbers he wanted to do. Um, I think, I I, I think it's going to happen for him. You know, drafts can be surprising, right? Uh, DK Metcalf, not going to the last pick of the second round and ridiculous. Yeah, you know, Matt Corral not going until the third round. You know, I say it's ridiculous, David, but DK did have a very serious neck injury. He did. He did. And a very, if you want to look at at stats, a very Eh. average Eh. Ole Miss career. He never made all SEC. Um, Could stay on the field. You know, know, what my point is, it's impossible to, to, 
predict the, the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but I think Tavius Robinson will be the first rebel off the board. I think the second will be Zach Evans. Um, if I'm looking for a third, it's going to be Jonathan Mingo. And Nick Broker, I think, gets in. Uh, he's probably the fourth guy off the board. Um, as an inside guy, Nick has an interior body. Uh, he's going to play guard or center. He worked work pro day at center. Um, and, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens to the rest of the Rebels. Here's an over-under for you. Over-under, three and a half Rebels selected in the top five rounds. Under? Okay. Under. I go under on that. Over-under two and a half additions to the portal in May for Ole Miss football. Over. How many do you think? Depends on who leaves, how many spots are opened up. Um, but I, I could see Ole Miss getting as many as five or six in the portal. Oh, wow. I could. I think it's going to be a busy period. What did you think of Casey Kelly getting in the portal? You know, uh, good for Casey. Um, I'm just glad he's healthy. Yeah, he, he is. And, and, and look, you know, he sees the same things we do. I mean, it's it's – pre-scoring and trig and uh you know Casey's going to be the the rah-rah guy and he didn't want to assume that role and you know somebody's going to pick him up somewhere but you know it's it's probably going to be a g5 program um I can't see a uh a power five really going after Casey I think he's going to land at a g5 program wish him well great kid great team leader um but it's the nature of the business, y'all. It, it, it is. I mean, you know, you love the school. You you know, you, you've got a degree from the school, but you love the game of football. and You've got to look out for yourself first. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we say all that, you know where he's going to end up. Indiana. I could see that. I could see that. They all go to Indiana with Tom Allen. That's where they go. Well, Tom Allen is uh, – Tom Allen's a good guy and a good coach. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd love to see Casey playing for him. Yeah, I was I was making a joke. But, like, look at it. Patrick Lucas is there. I mean, just innocuous guys that you forgot about probably. They're all there. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they are. They get in the portal. They go to Indiana. So, Casey Kelly, Indiana Hoosier. That's my prediction. Don't hold me to that. I have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, I thought you would pick as your winner of the week, Coach Yo, for landing a five-star out of the portal. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, I was talking in relation to the – to the pro day, but yeah, I, I mean, yo is a winner period. She's going to win all the time. And Kennedy Todd Williams is, uh, I think is her anticipated answer to losing angel Baker. Um, she can certainly get it done. She's six foot tall. She can maneuver the basketball, a great three point shooter. Okay. Which is something old Mrs. Lacked um, outside of Snutter Collins, the three pointer just, has been a little bit elusive for Yo and the Rebels, but Kennedy Todd Williams led North Carolina 52 three-pointers this season. And, um, you know, I, it's just the first, okay? When she stood up, sat down at, at her post-Sweet 16 press conference and said, I'm about to destroy the portal, <laughs> she meant it. I she flat-out meant it. And, and look, you got you to gotta think about it like this, too. This was a portal team this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, everybody outside of Madison Scott came out of the portal. 
It's not a Collins didn't, but uh, Angel Baker did. Maya Taylor did. I, I mean, she is, uh, we call Lane the portal king, but really and truly she is the portal queen. And, and she has worked it to perfection. Put it in football terms for me, as far as the um, significance. Like, what would this be like getting a transfer from? Like, would this be getting Eli to transfer? I mean, what what kind of caliber of transfer are we talking about here? Well, you know, she averaged 13.4 points per game in the ACC, which is uh, – it's not the SEC, but it dang near is. I mean, it's uh, it's like getting Spencer Sanders. No, uh, except she's healthy. Yeah, better <laughs> yeah. as far as resume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's going to come in and shoot the basketball, and and that's what Yo needed. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this is a team that puts together another run to the Sweet 16 next year. And it feels funny saying that because you're losing a potential All-American in Angel Baker, but um, it's the truth. I, I mean, there there's a winning culture inside the Tui center with Ole Miss women's basketball. And uh, you know, the thing I like, she went to the sweet 16. How much stuff have you heard about contract negotiations or anything? Nothing. She came back home and went to work. Mm. She came back home and went to work, got a big fish out of the portal. The staff is working hard. They're already working on next season, you know, which starts in what? Six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so fun times for women. Something to think about, though. No drama. Just back to work. Back to work. No drama. are coming after her, right? Well, I I don't necessarily know that there will be jobs that open up this year that she That would be tempting. Yeah, I I don't. don't, It's it's the landscape of the land. I don't think any jobs are opening in the SEC this year. And um, he's not going to pull the Houston nut and he just uses Kansas of all schools no, to get old Miss not, to give him some more money. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. And uh, I, I, I really think at this point, uh, the the odds of that are behind us. And, uh, you know, you just got Kennedy Todd Williams to come here out of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Are you about to tell her you're going to leave? No, mm-hmm. she's here. And also, there's something to be said about Coach Yo building this and taking complete ownership of this program, a program that if she continues down this path, she will without question be the most accomplished head coach in Ole Miss women's basketball history. Listen, man. And legacy still matters. I think legacy doesn't matter as much to some as it does to others, but for Coach Yo, legacy matters to her. It it does. And I remember when she was hired and the program was at rock bottom and – girls were leaving left and right. And there were a lot of people critical of her. You should have kept her. Why didn't she go after and try to keep her? She could have kept this one and that one. Now you see why. She she recognized what the job was when she got here, and that was to rebuild the thing. And, and went through two terrible years of playing, as you mentioned the other day, with a with a walk-on manager who got substantial floor time. <laughs> And, and, and look, I, I mean, and then year three, she goes to the WNIT championship game. Year four, they make the NCAA tournament. Year five, sweet 16. Coach O's got it going on, man. 
I mean, she has got it going on. That's she what the path is. Yeah. She will not stop and take a breath. She is relentless. And uh, look, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm a fanboy when it comes to her. I love her. And um, she is, uh, she's doing an incredible job. Well, real quickly in further basketball news, Jamin Brakefield is returning officially to Ole Miss basketball. T.J. Caldwell is coming back. Matthew Morell was already coming back. There's been no announcement. That's still happening. And Chris Beard is um, perusing the portal for reinforcements. So I think that turnaround could happen pretty quickly because Ole Miss does, does have a little bit of talent. But give me the breakdown of Juco linebacker Raymond Collins who committed to Ole Miss this week as far as his situation, the talent, and all that before we get out. Big guy, fast guy could possibly be here in time to play the 23 season with Ole Miss. They are still trying to work out his academic eligibility, but he told me himself, and I've heard from inside the program, they will take him right now if they can get everything okay from the academic side. If not, he, he'll be here in January. Uh, he's, he's a big guy, big, fast guy, hard hitter, and uh, – He's a guy Pete Golding went down and identified and was like, hey, this is my type of linebacker. Let's go get him. I love that about Pete Golding. Pete Golding is uh, Pete Golding is kicking butt on the recruiting trail. And, and while you, you don't necessarily see all the dividends of his efforts right now, trust me, um, Alex Falk, Shug, Coach Shug, as they call him, has been uh, – been moved to a high school coach relationship role and he is working his tail off building those relationships not only throughout Mississippi but over in Arkansas as well there have been a wave of Arkansas recruits cross the river to come for visits uh, Shug gets a lot of credit for that and um, this is look I'm going to tell you Pete Golding Randall Joyner on the defensive side of the ball Wes Neighbors Kenodo Hudson they're a force on the recruiting trail and they're going to win. They're going to win these battles. Offensively, you already know what Lane Kiffin can do. So, and Derek Nix, who, you know, has been here forever. And, um, you know, that, this is maybe the best recruiting staff Lane has ever had. That's saying a lot because his first staff, Chris Partridge, and, I mean, they had some studs. Recruiters of the year, according to different sites. Yep, yep. But, but collectively, uh, I, I would agree. I think this one's stronger. That, you know, they were great recruiters. I think they made one critical mistake, and I think Lane Kiffin would agree with me. They, they, they devalued prospects from Mississippi. Golding knows Southern football. He knows how good football is in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, and he's, he's recruiting those areas and doing a great job. And, and, you know, and that's not to undersell Randall Joyner. Randall Joyner's doing a great job as well. Yeah, he's a stud. Well, this has been another edition of Franchise Player. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. Tomorrow, Ole will scrimmage once more on Saturday in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. You can come and see it. If you as a fan want to see the Rebels up close and in person, each Saturday is now open to the public. Um, we'll all be there with our different sites to cover it. Now, full coverage at both sites, the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Food of One Three, and Inside the Rebels, and a food of 247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. He's David Johnson at Rebels 247. Thank you, my friend. I enjoyed it. We'll do it again. Howdy, toddy, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.